Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 171. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. And the off-road, Andy. I'm so excited. We are actually doing sports. Yeah. Sports is back. There's a little bit more to talk about. It's not back quite yet, but I mean, every week it's closer and closer. There's enough to talk about this week. That's Mm -hmm. an encouraging sign. The last couple weeks we have not had anything to really talk about. Ever since basically the draft. I think when we went over the draft grades was the last time we had really any sports. Yeah, I think it's been a full month. Momentum is building, but... Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend and check out our entertainment pod. But let's uh, just kick things off with uh, the return of the Bundesliga. Yes. So, uh, you know, for some people out there, you know, soccer, especially German soccer might not be, you know, the big thing you like. You know, you might be more of a Premier League fan or a just the Champions League. But Bundesliga soccer did come back. It's the German league and it's uh, one of the like five major leagues out there in Europe. And it's got a couple of the best teams in the world. Uh, one of them is Bayern Munich. And then the other is Borussia Dortmund, who we have talked about a couple times because of the stud 19-year-old on their team from Norway, Haaland. We've brought him up a lot, and we're going to bring him up again because he was the first person to score for the Bundesliga's opening. And it would be so fitting that it would be him because he is just a phenom. He's a prodigy of the game. I I said uh, to a buddy of mine this past weekend that uh, don't be surprised if in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, this guy ends up being a better all-around goal scorer than Ronaldo and Messi even. I mean, he's really that good. He's just as good as advertised. He's dominated when he would play the youth games. He went to, uh, he was in the uh, Austrian league or something like that, I think it was, for a, a team called Red Bull, who's decent for their league. They're always in the Champions League. Tore it up there and then went to Germany. And in, I think it's in eight or nine games, he has 10 goals in the German league. So he's, uh, he's very good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, when you first told me about him and it's like, oh yeah. And then like he delivered every time I would, I would see it like, uh, in champions league he had, did he have two goals or just in their games? Like, that, uh, I mean, yeah, he like, finished out the, the tournament had, there, but, uh, yeah, he had a couple goals. It was just like, oh yeah, this guy is the real deal. Like in soccer, you know, someone who scores every other game is is great. And it's like, this guy seems to be scoring every single game. Yeah, that's what's so incredible about him. It's like, I, I even remember when I woke up that morning, I looked at the scores and I saw Dortmund had two goals and I was like, one of them has to be from him. And sure enough, the first one. And so every like, I almost was looking at their scores just to see when they would score because I would be so intrigued if it was like a goal from him or whatever. Did you uh, watch the highlights? I... Watched a little bit of the highlights from yesterday's game, which was uh, Werder Bremen or Bayern Leverkusen. So they are playing without fans, right? Yes, yes. So So I've seen this before in soccer because soccer is one of the sports that they've played a good amount of times without fans because there will be teams that get their fans suspended for a match because of like racism or just like destroying the stadium, which happens a lot in soccer. So uh, I've seen games before with no fans and yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I don't... I don't know. It's just it really takes away from the uh, home field advantage right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a big part of it, and it's something I think we might have to get used to. I think we're gonna we're see, see it happen. I keep seeing oh, yeah. highlights from that uh, that Orioles game a few years back. Oh after yeah, the, when uh, they did that, 
You know, there's the incident with the cops killing the one guy. And they all, like, and protested then, or something? Yeah, so the Edge just ended up having no fans at the, the game. And it was the Orioles, so who gives a shit? They're terrible. But um, it was still... It's still jarring. But they, I liked how the uh, the players were having fun with it during that game because it was just a one-game thing where, like, they're, like, catching the last last ball of the uh, inning. Oh, yeah. And, like, pointing to, like, what fan wants to get the ball. And it's like, oh, there's no one there. Yeah, I think some of the players will have fun with that at the beginning. But then eventually, after, I feel like, a few weeks, it's going to get to the point where I think that's when you're going to start seeing things be a little weird because I think at first players can kind of have fun with it and whatever. But I think once like a week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by and you continue to have no fans, you're going to kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, this is just weird. And like, I know from personal experience when, uh, Sean and I played basketball at the city league, <laughs> we had a pretty decent fan base. Oh, we that, had that really helped turnout. really helped our team. Yeah. The other teams would come and then like no one would be there. And then we'd have, we'd have a whole cheering section. Uh, anyway, <laughs> studio door is opening up by itself right now. Uh, but yeah, no, that it does help. I was like that too with softball is when I would play with, uh, some of my friends a few years ago, all their like wives and kids would come and some family members and stuff. And the other team would have literally like one or two girlfriends in the stands or something. And I came once and I bought nachos. Yeah. But this was another, uh, another team that had more, uh, that was actually good. Wasn't yeah. And no, I won like four or five times with that team. We had a, we had some good runs in our, in our, when I was on a men's team, but yeah, the co-ed teams. Not the best. I did actually win a couple times with the co-ed teams, but uh, not not recent games. Recent co-ed teams, there was a couple 0-10 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Sean was on one of those. <laughs> we didn't win a game? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. That, that wasn't for me at all. Um, all right, well, let's talk about something that is for me. Some golf. Specifically, Rory, who I'm not a fan of because he... I could have won that freak driver if he won that tournament way well, back you, when. You should be a fan because he, he's Irish. I mean, I don't know how much he did to organize this, but this was his event. This was a, a charity event, which is nice. Yeah, but I'm still bitter, Andy. I wanted that free driver. He, he's not American, and he you know still ha- had this thing happen in America. It's pretty cool. Um, more specifically, Florida, which is allowing everything. Florida is basically like Mad Max right now. It's You can do what you want. <laughs> Florida's always nuts, but I mean, that's what... We know them for. Uh, yeah, we got a nice uh, skins game. It was uh, Dustin Johnson and Rory versus Ricky Fowler. And then this young guy who I didn't know about, but he's only 21 and he can drive like crazy. His name is Wolf. Wolf? And, uh, yeah. And they actually, I was, know that's his last name. I don't know what his first name is. I, was like, I don't know. Michael Wolf. He doesn't have a first name. Wolf. Randy Wolf, maybe. Randy Ooh, Wolf Jr. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Uh but it was nice to see something, and it was just, it wasn't a, a super serious tournament, just people having fun, but fun to see someone like that rather than, I don't know if I'd want to see a whole tournament right now. I think something like this is a nice, like, intro back into it. Yeah, like, a, you know, putting your toe in the water versus yeah. just diving in. Yeah, you mean, like, a, a, you know, a, the Masters is four days of, like, 10 hours of TV coverage, and it's like, no one, yeah. no one really wants that right now. Yeah. yeah. So I, some people do, yes. Um, I didn't like that when I died, so I was tuned in. And then they're like, now we're going to, Mike Tirico's going to interview Trump. And it's like, fuck, why? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, we don't need this. This is not the point of this. He's playing through. It was, it was funny that um, he seemed way more interested in the golf than, like, actually talking about, you know, tests or whatever. And he's just oh, because he's the, definitely over-talking about it. He yeah, doesn't care. And it's like, I, I bet if you asked him, like, hey, 
how about Mike Trico becomes president and you just take over and do his job? He'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I could just talk about golf all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, dude, no one needed this. If is you he- wanted the, an update on this shit, every other channel in America yeah, had it Yeah, on. they like, shouldn't have done it there. That's weird. Well, uh, shall we move forward to an event this weekend uh, involving golf? Yeah, more golf. This one I'm more excited about. Yeah, because I think of everyone is. The history behind it. Uh, you know, two years ago we had the Tiger versus Phil one on one matchup, and now they added uh, some non golfers to mix it up. So we talked about this, what, like three, four weeks ago? Yeah. And Brady I mean, we, and Manning. Everyone's seen Brady play if you've watched Entourage. You can hit the ball. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, Peyton's golf game. I, I'm going to guess that Eli's a better golfer. Ooh, that's bold. Doesn't <laughs> seem like that would be true for some reason. Why? I don't know. Why wouldn't they have just gotten him then? Eli's not a popular person. Yeah. <laughs> also, actually, though, it would have been kind of funny to have Eli against Brady just because he beat him <laughs> twice in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, that would actually that wouldn't have been too bad. But I don't know. Eli's not a, a face for TV, though, in my opinion. Now, can you imagine they're pitching this thing to Brady? It's like you and Manning golfing. He's like, oh, sign me up. I love that guy. And then Eli shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a You're fucking cripple. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is just a one-day thing, right? And it's Saturday? It's Saturday uh, Sunday. Sunday. It's Sunday. It's, it's Sunday. Just Sunday? Okay. I think it's, the, what is that, the 24th, I believe? Yeah. Hmm. I have to have that on in the background. This is Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be poolside. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. This I'm taking this, uh, you know, pseudo thing to, I've, I've got a sandal tan. Like, it's it's insane. I'm kind of getting tan, like, for me. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. I was thinking about that. How much are we going to save in future skin cancer treatments? Because people just aren't going to be outside as much. I just said I've been in outside more. I, that's you, but I'm saying most people in the rest of the world. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't put on shoes other than I went, I went to the driving range. Otherwise, I've been flip-flopsing the whole time. Or if I go to like a job walk, it's, it's, it's unique. But yeah, I look forward to popping in and watching some of that on uh, Sunday. It'll definitely be entertaining. I wonder if they'll do it like uh, they did last year, where it's or a couple years ago, whenever it was, when they uh, you could actually hear what they're saying and stuff. I think I think that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, that you can hear what they're neat. saying anyways because there's no one there. That's very true. What a weird world. Yeah, who do you guys think? Uh, who do you think is going to win that? Which team? I want to say Woods and uh, Manning, but I bet on I had money on Mickelson when he did the match against Woods, and I'll, I'll just take Mickelson again just because I feel like Mickelson, he finds a way to, like these events he lives for. He enjoys like the matchup stuff, the gambling. So I, I think he'll do it. I think Brady being better than Manning, as far as I know, will uh, help out and stuff. So I think, uh, I think Mickelson steps up for this one. But the thing that is interesting is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this course in Florida is like technically like Tiger's home course or something like that. Mm. So you have to imagine, and I imagine that's why the odds are favoring uh, Woods so heavily because I think it was like minus 200. And I imagine that's because of uh, it's his home course. That's are they like giving field advantage. Brady and Manning, you know, handicap or anything? Or I don't know how they're doing this. I don't know if they're doing like a scramble and like they're just going to go with the rules where you can you can't use the same person's ball like three shots in a row or something like that. I don't know how, because they're obviously going to have to do something. So I, I really don't know what the 
the rules. I haven't read into this at all. I haven't either. I kind of forgot it was this weekend until today. It'll be a fun surprise. Yeah, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Woods. Yeah, Maybe. I'm sticking with Tiger too, just because yeah. he's he's a more relevant golfer than Phil right now. Yeah, I think uh, he, the reason he agreed to this is because he's he doesn't want to lose a year like this. He wants to. Well, stay I, fresh. I think he also agreed with it because I think they're trying to start this little matchup rivalry between like Woods and Mickelson because yeah. they're the ones that did the match. So like they're like, let's just get them back again, and then obviously. Brady and Manning are the two popular quarterbacks of the last decade with uh, Brady now playing for Tampa Bay. So he's kind of a home guy in the state of Florida now. Yeah, but I think Tiger wants to win in, uh, when is that, September when they're actually going to do the Masters? I think it's it's not his last chance, but, you know, every year that goes by. Was that last year or two years ago? Yeah, it was last year when he won the Masters. I remember I got my uh, car accident that day. Mm -hmm. Totaled my car about a half hour after he won. Thanks, Tiger. What a surprise. Yeah. What a, what a celebration. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to that, too. Um, something that has been making Sundays exciting for the past few weeks is concluded, and that, of course, is The Last Dance. Andy, are you caught up with it? Did you watch it? Uh, I have last week's to watch, so I watched eight episodes. Oh, wow. So I don't know what happens. Do, do they beat the Jazz? You'll know. just have to wait and see. Uh, what's funny about that is that that is something I absolutely remember. A lot of this era of basketball, like I'm trying to remember how much I like watched personally versus how much I saw highlights or read, you know, Sports Illustrated for kids. Remember that back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like how much of how much of that basketball did I actually like directly watch? Where it's like I absolutely remember the game against Utah and the shot over Byron Russell. Like that's something. It's like yep, I 100 percent remember that. Like in the moment. Yeah, and that's a very awesome part of it that you can remember it. I don't remember it as well. You're a little bit older than me. Not much, but I still, you know, I don't. (laughs) Definitely not enough old. uh, 23 years. Because I remember that that Lakers season, too, because they got swept by the Jazz, and they. So I don't remember, like. Disappointing. Series like that, but I do remember the Jazz beating. I mean, not the Jazz, I'm sorry. The Bulls beating the Jazz. Because I remember I was at my aunt's place in like San Diego and I was a, you know, I was a kid here, Michael Jordan. So, you know, I was just naturally a Bulls fan just because of Jordan type thing. And I remember my dad calling me up to tell me, oh, they just won the championship. And then I remember, I think, I don't know if it was that night or another night, but I do remember seeing like that shot. But I'm too young to understand that like, oh, that was pretty much like a buzzer beater or a game winning yeah. shot or whatever. What was that series at? It was a 3-2 Bulls. Okay. It's just that if they had lost that, then Game 7 was still in Utah, which would have been hard to win a Game 7. Mm-hmm. So. But I love just how like live it felt. Like It felt like it was you know, currently happening, and you just get to see you know, everything they're dealing with on a daily basis while they're playing. You know, it was, I really enjoyed that series. I thought it was phenomenal. Great music, too. But there's the uh, inevitable backlash to it. I know Horace Grant today oh, yeah. said something about yeah. uh, didn't like his portrayal. And it was strange how kind of minimized he was. Like, he was he was way better than, like, the third piece on, on the original team. Like, he was a really great player during the, those years. And it's just kind of like, well, it's Michael and Scotty. And then the other guys is like, no, it was really those three and you can make a case that Horace Grant was actually better than Pippen and you know if you just look at the numbers and he just kind of was 
relegated. I mean, that's a big part of that's because he wasn't there for the second run, but um, he really took offense to the the accusation that he told the reporter about what happened in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I can understand that if basically you're called out, like everyone in America is watching this shit and you're called <laughs> out on TV. And like, he made a good point. Like, look, the guy's a reporter. Even if I did say something to him, someone else said something to him. Cause that's how it works. You have to have two sources or else they don't write it. Yeah. I saw that this last uh, Sunday night's uh, final episodes had 5.9 million viewers. Yeah. So that's huge for TV. I mean, nowadays. And it's only going to be, uh, more people are going to watch it. It's going to come to Netflix, I yeah. think, next month. Yeah, it was an ESPN Netflix thing. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, it was good timing for them. I remember seeing that advertised last year in the NBA Finals, and it said June 2020, but I know they bumped it up to April because of everything going on. So it worked out, honestly, for ESPN, because I'm convinced they wouldn't have had as many views if it was in June because people still would have been watching. Yeah, there would have been other things going on. You know, other, yeah, just other sports, the Olympics. I don't know. I mean, I think if it was a five-week documentary starting in June, it would have gone into the Olympics. And it wouldn't have been something that everyone's watching at the same time, which is just doesn't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. This this was like Game of Thrones. It brought the world together. Where it's like, oh, everyone watches on Sunday night. Like, of course, I was late because of other reasons, but it seems like everyone else is watching it as it comes out. Yeah. Were you guys watching commercials? The Reese's commercials? Yeah, that's all I have seen. So, I mean, I've, I've been able to watch it, you know, on a DVR, so skipping commercials, but... Look at you. So, yeah. I... Last Sunday, I didn't watch them live. I watched the YouTube doc instead, and I watched them on uh, Monday and Tuesday. And I don't know if they changed it, or it was because I was watching a recorded one, technically, but... It was commercial-free, which I like, but it was edited for language. And then I noticed sun- last night's, or two nights ago, Sunday nights were edited for language as well. There's two versions. But why? Because I didn't change anything. I don't know. I'm just saying there's there's two versions on TV. The unedited is on regular ESPN, and the edited is on ESPN2. Oh, I, I th- wonder if I, I, I did there that. Is some, there's some F-words in there, right? Oh, yeah. They say uh, MF, and yeah. all that stuff. Maybe that was what it was. Yeah, it probably was. You probably just saw the first thing you saw. Damn it. It's just better, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't want to have to guess what the bleep was. Yeah. I mean, and Jordan himself is unfiltered. Yeah. That's what... I think the thing I enjoyed, I don't know. Tony had to have noticed that. I don't know how many... I think they said they only filmed him for three days. And, like, it was in two different houses. They, they cut to some new one where he's, like, in a different house, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. But that glass of whiskey kept getting topped off. Like, it would be, like, low, and then it would be filled to the top again. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And his eyes were just bloodshot. Oh, every time. Yeah, he was it's definitely like, Jesus, faded. <laughs> People I saw today were like, "What is he okay? What's wrong with his eyes? Is they're like just brown." Like, I don't know. Also, did I, mean, I, a, I mean, he's I mean, he's in his fifties, and he's I mean, hmm. you can see from that documentary, he's a big cigar guy and drinker. I mean, that's just yeah. That that was incredible to me seeing that that athletes nowadays are just. You know, and for good reasons, they don't like we don't push it into our bodies. Like we just, they're all like a lot. And if they do, it's wine. Like Kobe was big with wine. LeBron's big with wine. Yeah. But like seeing a guy smoke, like no, they don't smoke at all. Smoking kills your lungs. It makes it harder to run. It's a terrible thing for an athlete. And they're smoking cigars like after just a normal regular I, season game. I saw I, I saw fuck. something that said uh, Jordan would just smoke six cigars a day. God, Jesus, man. how did he? How was he still so good? Like what if he didn't? 
I bet Clyde Drexler didn't smoke cigars. Yeah. Um, and speaking of eyes, this is kind of off the topic here, but I didn't watch this, but I saw this online also at the same time. Ryan Seacrest on the finale of American Idol. People thought he had a stroke. <laughs> his eye, one of his eyes was closed, basically. And he was just kind of like going on. And uh, I guess it was stress induced. Yeah. But I don't, I, so I didn't realize stress. that. I think that's what it, like his people are saying. It hey, wasn't. You never noted. It wasn't a, that he had a stroke. Stress is a crazy thing, dude. It really does make your like muscles and shit get all like. like I'm talking haywire. his eyes. Like it's I like mean, if you have Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker, even more. So Andy was right alongside me on that one. Like I've had like anxiety and stuff, like stress recently and whatnot. And it's like it does make you trip out. And I know like people that have it. Like if they have it like severe, like whichever he's going through, then it's like he's doing like eight shows from his me. bedroom. Yeah, I think there's there's got to be stress for some of those people that they're doing it not necessarily on their own, but maybe some of them are like setting like just setting up the shit like it's got to be hard and mm-hmm. um yeah he's hosting all of the I don't know if he still does do they still do the radio I don't even know how that works I have no how idea. are they doing the radio but um I did I didn't I was amazed that American Idol was still going like I just saw a clip oh, of we it all are we that all they're are. fucking the contestants are over they're the fucking- internet. Yeah, it Dude, seems like, like you what could the cheat. hell? Like this seems like not a show that you can re- replace doing it over Zoom, but they were doing it. Hmm. Like Lionel know. Richie calling in from Skype here to judge a guy. Someone's watching it, I guess. It's fucking weird. It's, yeah. not, it's not that important either. Like we can do without it. We can say like, it left for like a year or two and then it found its way back. Yeah, ABC yeah. brought it back. I fucking hate American Idol. I never. I liked it, it kind of at the very beginning when I was literally in like second or third grade. God damn it! <laughs> and that's really how long it's been around. Seems crazy. <laughs> I think the first one was like 2000 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on from uh, Last Dance and oh, I had eye some... spasms. You have more uh, Last Dance? I, I had some more talk about Last okay. Dance, but not, not specifically about the show. ESPN uh, has been putting out a YouTube series called Bulldoze. It's uh, done by Bomani Jones. I didn't know that was a uh, transition to that. Yeah. That's where I was going next. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's part of that. Aha. Um, so it's about uh, the teams that... Jordan beat in the playoffs. So, I mean, it has this great intro where it's like Jordan won eight championships in, or six championships in eight years. And during that stretch, 30 teams didn't, or whatever, 28 teams didn't win a title. And here's the story of some of them. So it was, they did one about the Cavs, which I didn't really realize. The Cavs are always getting beat in the early rounds by the Bulls, but they actually had some good years um, and just couldn't ever get any far in the playoffs because they had to go through Jordan. Um, the, the Sonics, um, we talked about so one thing that's interesting. We talked about the the greatest teams that never win. You know, what was that six weeks ago? Or that something? was our first podcast. You were still here for that. That was probably like yeah. eight. That was probably like in, that was definitely like March. I think. I think that was end of March still. That could have been like um, like yeah, six yeah. seven weeks ago. We'll, weeks we'll ago. go find that if you haven't listened to it. It's uh, yeah. interesting. Uh, so we went through some of the NBA teams that had you know good success but never actually won a title, and uh, most of those. Teams had to go through Jordan and couldn't get it done. So, yeah, like Seattle of the 90s with Peyton and Kemp. And then uh, the, the Jazz, Stockton Malone. And then also it had a, an episode about um, the Knicks. So the Knicks were featured pretty significantly in the in the Jordan thing. Uh, they lost oh, to yeah. the Bulls a lot. And they uh, they even beat the Bulls the, the, that one year where um, the year after Jordan retired. And they, they talked a bit about that season. That was the season the Knicks did actually make the finals and ended up losing in seven games to Houston. That was their best chance to uh, to win a championship. But they their team just they couldn't make it. They couldn't get past Michael, and they couldn't. They just Patrick Ewing got old. His knees fell apart. 
and that team went away. Uh, but it was it's it's a cool series because good like little supplement to that. And hmm. you do think like what if what if Jordan never came back? Um, what would have happened? Would we think of players differently? Yeah, Marcus Camby would have been uh, having a big dock. Yeah, be released. And, the, right and now. it does shit on like the Jazz for the Jazz were good for a, a long time, but they made those two finals during the time when the Bulls were great. Where the two years the Bulls didn't have Jordan, they blew it. I think they had the best record in the West one of those years, and they couldn't get past like Houston. Houston wasn't even the best team those years. But they won both titles. Was Houston the ones now? They they won the championships those years the Bulls didn't, right? They were like the in-between team. It's like one year they won as the sixth seed, and the the Spurs were actually the best team in the NBA. Whoa. And uh, they choked. Who was on that Spurs team? I mean, obviously. Robinson Robinson and Rodman, I think, were their best players there. The Admiral. Those were the days. uh, Some of those numbers Robinson put up, like, he had a 70-point game, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's he's just another guy that's going to – you forget being as good as he was because there was just so many fucking good centers back then. That was that was part of the, that Cleveland thing was that Brad Doherty was really good, but there were like ninety five centers that were so good that you just kind of get lost. That like, yeah, the only ones that people really it was like Elijah one was the big name one, and then there was like Ewing, there's Ewing, and there's Shaq, Shaq Mutombo, yeah, it's Robinson. I mean, Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now like they don't even have any. Oh, the center's dead. <laughs> yeah. Because now everybody's just jacking up triples. But I did have one last basketball thing. Let's Sorry, hear it. Sorry for bringing that in. Didn't mention it before. Uh, I did watch another episode of Classic Clippers. Oh, and, uh, I've seen that on. I haven't watched it. This was an interesting game. I, only the Clippers would have an all-time great game where they lost by double digits. <laughs> but it was the uh, the first game, first basketball game, or regular season basketball game in Staples Center. It was Lamar Odom's debut, and mm-hmm. he scored like 30 in his debut. And it was incredible to watch, you know, 19-year-old Lamar. He was Giannis. Like, Lamar was a different player in the championship Lakers team. He was great, great rebounder, great defender. Mm-hmm. But he was an inside player, a true power forward. When he came into the league, they thought he was going to be Magic Johnson. He was Giannis before Giannis. But it just didn't, it didn't work out. It's, it's a shame. But he, he was unstoppable getting to the basket. And he's 6'10". Yeah. He could just blow by people. They were showing, like, Gary Payton was, had one defensive player of the year. That's who they're playing, the Sonics. He'd won the Defensive Player of the Year a couple years prior, and like Gary Payton could hardly stand. The far. glove, yeah, it was like, and just seeing that that Clippers team was such trash. The reason they just fell behind, despite Lamar putting up thirty, it was like their guards were horrendous. They were like two for like twenty shooting, but like Olo Candy on that team. Mm. Uh, he didn't play in the game, but they had Keith Kloss. Do you remember this guy? Keith Kloss. He was seven foot three and just the worst, per, like the worst person, worst player I've ever seen. There's no no business being in the NBA other than he was seven foot three. Just his height. Like, hey, let's see if it works. But it's like, wow. I don't know how the Clippers. <laughs> Back then, the Clippers didn't give anyone a second contract, so just it was a constant stream of like absolute. Nobodies. What year was this? You said this was ninety nine. So it was like November nineteen ninety nine. I think huh. I remember some of those teams where it was like. What, didn't they have one year where it was like an O and like something start like big time like start? Yeah, the probably. I think the lowest they got was like thirteen wins one year. Wow, Clips. Yeah, but it was interesting to be like, okay, that's an all time great Clippers classic, <laughs> like a game they lost by fifteen. That was pretty shitty. But you got to see Piyakowski. There you it's go. Always a benefit. Yeah, you can't be uh, dissatisfied with that. All right, well, uh, let's move on to uh, some NFL uh, arrests. Yeah, I think uh, the whole lockdown is kind of making people 
a little crazy and you make NFL players just a little more crazy, that's a really bad thing. So I don't know if you saw the story of the, the two guys. So uh, our good friend Tommy actually told me about it last night. Yeah. So it was like they lost money in a card game or something, right? Yeah. And then they went and saw the guy at a party or something or knew he would be at the party. And then I don't know really what happened after that. I just know kind of like... They, they pulled a gun or one, one of them pulled a gun and actually they robbed the people. So <laughs> not, not, was, just, not just the people who they lost the money to. They robbed like the whole party. So somebody was on the Giants and the other guy I think used to be on the Redskins but is now on Seattle or something. Yeah, um, that was the the older players, Quentin Dunbar, and then the uh, yeah Dunbar's the other one was uh, DeAndre Baker, who's a first round pick last year. Jeez, what an idiot! And it's just yeah, he's twenty two years is DeAndre old. DeAndre Baker, the one on uh, the Giants. Yeah, and it's like what? I think the first thing everyone thinks is like, why are you robbing people of like two grand? Like you know how much your paycheck is ten times that that much? Like yeah. you do you do not need that? Like that's that's insane. I I I understand there's pride involved, but. It's so it's so stupid. I I never understand how professional athletes are still get still involved with this stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, Aaron Hernandez like is one of the you biggest examples. But take the athlete out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the athlete. Being a gangster but is cool, Andy. There are plenty of cases where you you do like someone had a terrible oh, upbringing yeah. and they're like, hey, I mean, now that I have money, I don't need to do this shit. Richard Sherman, I feel like, is kind of like that. Richard Sherman was, yeah. grew up in Compton and was born and raised out there, and he went to Stanford. Smart man, Andy. Was he on your list? Because uh, so did. Uh... George Bush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that did a famous article about who grew up in Compton. You know, I was looking at our analytics, and that was the number one article of the last 30 days. I'm like, oh, people are still seeing that shit. Fancy he that. Really, no, did he really? What? George Bush grew up in Compton? George Bush was lived there as a child for about three years. Okay, but how was Compton when George Bush was It was there? not like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just a L.A. suburb. It's know? a technicality. No, no, I know. Yeah, I think, I think there's... I mean, there still is in the area like defense contractors and stuff. There's like Raytheons out there or something, right? I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, not in Compton proper, but, you know, everything by the airport there. Yeah. Like, you know, SpaceX is pretty close to Compton. Mm -hmm. No one thinks of like... Hawthorne area, right? Yeah. So. There you go. Um, What were we talking about? Uh, Criminals. NFL. So, yeah. So, what else? Uh, Ed Oliver had a DUI. So, that's just just a classic one. Bring that back in the playlist. It's always nice to see that. Also, it's like, especially having a DUI right now, it's like, there's not many places open. <laughs> yeah, how do you do that? Why are you, like, getting that drunk and going somewhere, which who even knows where he was coming from? That that begs the one question. Yeah. It's like, where was he coming well, from? Well, that was the same thing with uh, John Jones, too. UFC guy, he's always been in trouble. He had a DUI, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. It's like, come on, what the fuck, man? You're blowing, he's he's lost so much money on oh, this shit. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, and that was he's, fortunate that that was, like, barely news. He's got, yeah. like, because a, of this at least stuff. two DUIs, right, or something? I think he's got two DUIs, but, like, also multiple arrests for sex. His story, yeah. that story, though, is worse than just a DUI, right? I, someone was talking about that, and, like, no one heard about this because of all the other shit going on right now. Yeah, I, th- well, I don't know the whole thing, but... I think, I think they always just carry guns, too. It was, in, like, yeah, he had uh, weapons, uh, like... Concealed weapon or some nonsense is in New Mexico, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was. What's crazy is his brother's in the NFL and is a great, great player. Yeah, what's his brother? No Who's his brother again? Chandler I, Jones. On uh, Cardinals. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. I knew I knew that. He's led the league in sacks, I think, like multiple times. He's, he's a great player and he's never been in trouble as far as I know. And then uh, the last arrest, which it, I, I don't know all the details on this. There's some like new... Stories come out about it, but Cody Latimer, receiver, who was um, arrested for, he shot at his friend, like he shot in the area. He didn't shoot his friend, but it seemed like he was shooting in his area. 
Who's he play for again? In his bubble. I said he's on the Redskins now. He was with the Broncos, I remember. He's um, a receiver? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so not like a star, a fringe player, but um, yeah. there was a thing statement from his lawyer that like, and they showed like his mugshot. He was like crying, like this is like a, a bad thing. Well, don't laugh. <laughs> Should have told you the whole story. I'm, we don't know yet. His lawyer said his four-year-old son was molested. Oh. And so he- By the friend? They didn't give more details than that. So it's like, uh, they kind of like, if that's really what happened, he busted uh, into this place to fucking pull a gun on people. It's like, no, not, it's yeah. not, it's not still, it's still a crime, but it's still like, wow, I need to hear more about this. It's going to be more forgiving to the public. It's like yeah. minority report. When it's like, what the fuck? Like, what? what is, what is going on? Like people stay in your homes. Like, ugh, oh no, I was in Newport beach over the weekend. You wouldn't have thought anything was going on. Uh, I was in uh, Arizona over the weekend and, Arizona's like opened up pretty much, so you really wouldn't have known anything was yeah. going on. I mean, Arizona and Florida are basically the same state, right? I yeah. can. I'll get into that. My Arizona. I'll get into the lake story. Into the into the tune into our entertainment. entertainment pod. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't want to pass any judgment on that whole story, but just it's another. I think yeah. the other part is, I understand the Second Amendment. I Why mean, do all these people have guns? Everyone's got to have a motive. Why do they all have guns? It just it, it gets you into trouble. It, it's more likely. You're going to find yourself in trouble, then you're going to need to use it. It makes you cool. <laughs> I think a lot of these guys just want to protect themselves from yeah. whatever. I mean, they're all... A lot yeah, of these but guys probably have people after them. Don't Everyone's you do the past. move where, you know, you have a fall guy and he's the guy that carries the guns well, and what your it, cash? What, what that reminds me of is uh, Mike Tyson when he's... One of his, like, his best of interviews and he talk, he's calling out some boxer, I forget who, saying like... That guy's not strong. That guy's too afraid to drop his kids off at school. Like he's always got, like he's got a bodyguard with him when he drops his kids off at school. He's like, that's no tough guy. Can't even drop your kids off at school. Like yada yada. So it's just kind of funny. Speaking of which, I've been seeing things that is is Mike Tyson gonna have a comeback fight? I've been seeing I've been like hearing some about charity that. stuff thing. The guy's like fifty three years old and still throws it down like it's I heard of Vander no Holyfield's coming back. I don't, I, I don't. I don't think he can actually in a real match but i don't think it would be a real match i think it would be someone with his like skill like at his age i don't think he's going in there against you know someone that's mayweather yeah i can't even imagine trying to get like well he wouldn't even be able to go against mayweather anyway because that's just way well you would think like someone who another like heavyweight that's like older the klitschko's aren't going to try to (laughs) they wouldn't they want no part of that even if they probably would beat them because they're younger um, still, there's no, there's nothing to gain from that. I don't care who you are. If you're still in a ring with Mike Tyson, even if he's 53 years old, you're still shitting yourself. I yeah, think. I yeah, saw that punch in the point. Hangover. He still got it. Yeah, that was well, that was crazy. I think that was like that was years ago, yeah, ten years ago. So he was in his early 40s in that. He was just a, he was probably just a few years out of retirement in that. He could still be injured I, from that fall off that hoverboard. I think he had an early retirement. Was he was he like early 2000s? I don't know. I don't. I don't know when the last time he boxed. I think after he bit the ear off. Yeah, no, he, he faced, he I know faced he... Lennox Lewis after that yeah. and stuff like that. I know because I remember being at a friend's house because that was always the big thing I remember as a kid. Like I remember being like afraid to watch him because I'd heard the story of him biting the ear off. And you know, as a kid, you think literally, oh my God, he bit the guy's entire ear yeah. off. But it's like, you know, he bit a chunk of, which still to this day is one of the most savage Crazy things one. ever. Like the fact that that was through his mindset was I'm going to bite his ear. Well, because he was already, he wasn't done, but he was, he was starting to be washed up, which I think was, he was going to lose and that well yeah because then i think the lennox lewis fight was after that and lennox lewis did beat him i know that was an upset but man i oh man tyson fights i know my dad has a funny story about one of his buddies that went to a fight in vegas with tyson and went to the bathroom and it was the fight tyson knocked the guy out and like the famous one where he knocked him out in like 11 seconds like 12 seconds or something and the guy missed the fight (laughs) because he'd gone to the bathroom just before it started thinking like okay it's 
10 round <laughs> fight. You know, this ain't, isn't going to end in the first. I don't think you bounced seconds. back from that as a human being. You paid that kind of money to go to it live. Yeah. I'd be mad paying 50 bucks at home for that. Yeah, it was more than 50 bucks, I feel like, back then, too, for, like, the Showtime or HBO, whatever it was on. Yeah, I think back then, really, you were paying, like, 100, 120, I feel like. Equivalent, yeah, equivalent dollars. I'd be furious at that level. I couldn't even imagine being there. Back then, you could just put on the pay-per-view channel and watch it in that, like, rainbow. Yeah. (laughs) I did that with, like, wrestling a couple times. Like, you can hear it fine. Captain Insano. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, shall we move on to some uh, controversy in uh, the return of baseball? Yeah, this is an interesting story that's uh, developing. I think baseball is the first sport to return, like for us, like a ma- major American sports. You know, Not you NASCAR. think before basketball? I think basketball is coming back. I really do. I yeah, the, I, I mean, I know Adam Silver a like a week ago said it, in like two to four weeks he'll announce it, but all the players want to come back. They're opening up their facilities. Even, you know, there was even like the – the California, Texas, and New York governors, I guess, all kind of came out and are pushing things. And yeah. Newsom, the, which is California's governor, came out saying that, uh, you know, we, you know, could have pro sports back within the first week of July in Cali. I mean, I'm sorry, first week of June in California. He's trying to win the Southern California vote. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he, he, I know he, he knows that. we want our teams back. Him and LeBron are buddy buddy. I know because they were all with each other. LeBron was with him when he like signed the whole thing to make like basketball athletes, college of basketball athletes get like paid for off their name and stuff. So, Hey, I guarantee you, dude, this guy's got phone numbers. LeBron, I guarantee says, Hey, we want to play. Lakers are going to win this ring for you. Newey. That's what I think he calls him. I Nui. like to think LeBron calls him Newey. And then he Newsom's like, you know what? My kids, they're big fans of yours. Uh, all right, let me see what I can do. And then now he's going to be like, so. you know, he calls up his aunt, Nancy Pelosi, and she's like, don't do it. Don't do it. We know we hate Trump. Stay strong. But he's like, but, but I'm a huge LeBron fan. He's and from so, San Francisco. I imagine he's a Warriors fan, if anything. So, Oh, then where was Steph Curry when he signed the California yeah, thing? Yeah. Steph Curry's been hurt. He could have been there. What he probably, yeah. you know, his hand was up his ass, but. Yeah, Curry's what? usually always doing broken. things for charity and stuff. I actually like Steph yeah. Curry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't, but you know he does good things. I like Clay Thompson more. Shooter. Clay Thompson's a local kid. Oh yeah, played against him. Sean played against him, and I ran into him at a bar, same bar that I ran into Dennis Rodman to a few months ago. That's what I was gonna say. Dennis Rodman is a local person. Oh, I actually got a funny story with about not funny, but like Dennis Rodman. So Tommy from the podcast, good friend Tommy here, he was telling us uh, the other night that. Uh, I guess he has the story about a Lakov where he used to work in uh, Costa Mesa and Dennis Rodman would frequent that place, which is kind of crazy thing because he's a big guy and it's a duck everywhere in that building. So he went in there one night and he, I guess what people say about Rodman is he's an absolute asshole when he's at those bars. I guess he's known for running up tabs and then just dipping out. No shit. Like a couple thousand dollar tabs and just like leaving. And his excuse is the same thing that I've heard with Aaron Rodgers before is like, oh, you know, like all these people are here because I'm here type thing so mm-hmm. i don't have to i'm bringing the crowd for it's you an, it's an honor for you for me to be here yeah so i guess uh anyway i guess there was a night where he lit his cigar in inside lakov and anybody that knows that it's place knows it's literally it's underground it's like a little speakeasy field type place and uh i guess the owner's wife went up to him and said you know you need to take the, like uh put that out and he basically told her like fuck off no i don't and she said, well, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And he's like, I'm not fucking leaving. Like, whatever. Like, all that shit. So I guess he is just kind of... It was 22 years ago. But it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that stuff, too. From He just kind of... He's 
he's kind of like a, a bum. He just wanders around the town and kind of does what he wants. And, uh, I mean, mo- multiple run-ins with the police. Yeah. Speaking of DUIs, he's had, he's had his fair share of them. Mm-hmm. When I saw him, uh, some lady was driving him. You know, it's funny. So on that show, we learned that he was married to Carmen Electra because we're like, why the fuck is she in this show? Yeah. And uh, for a second, I was like, huh, I wonder if she was the one driving the Rover with him and at the when I saw him at the fair when he needed a baked potato. No, they they, been they were only married for like a year. Yeah. That was an interesting era. Do you remember he was in movies? Yeah, he was in a couple things, right? What were they? He was in a movie with Dane Cook before Dane Cook was Dennis Hodman. Yeah. What movie was that? I can't remember what it was called. It was some terrible like action movie. I don't think he was like a. Was he on like a motorcycle and stuff in that movie? Probably. Because I do I remember know. him being uh, having him be in a movie where he was like on a motorcycle. I just remember watching the movie in like 2007 on like FX. I'm like, is that fucking Dane Cook? What the fuck? Double team. Double team. <laughs> Simon says. Okay. The comebacks. The minis. But he was, he was like, in Trailer Park Boys. Robin those was? are like guests. Yeah, yeah as, a, as himself. But like, yeah, whatever that, those early movies were like oh, real movies. you know what? Yeah, Double Team starring uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme All and right. Mickey Rourke. Wow. I remember this movie, actually. Mickey Rourke. They don't play by the rules. Van Damme, Rodman, <laughs> Rourke. <laughs> this fall. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense. I could see Dennis Rodman being in The Wrestler. He is basically that character already. So. He was already in wrestling stuff, too, during his career, wasn't he? Like, wasn't he in, like... I mean, obviously, all yeah. fucking fix shit, but... I had forgotten about that, that he had done WCW stuff. He had the appearance for it, dude, the hair. But anyway, why I even brought all this up was... Before I remember that story was... Like I said, I mean, I ran into him probably in February down in uh, Costa Mesa. And it's like, I just feel like now, like he was already like a popular person down there. Everyone's always still like, it's Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. But I feel like even after this documentary now, he's going to be even more popular just because it like makes people remember him. And it's like, holy shit, you were like a crazy motherfucker. You did do all this shit. Like you were in this documentary with Michael Jordan stuff. You were like a big piece of that. You were on the Pistons team that knocked them out of them, beat the Lakers that most people probably don't fucking know because they just think of him with the Bulls. People mm-hmm. forget he was on those bad boy piston teams and whatnot. But only thing I remember as a kid with Robin, especially when he was on the Lakers, was every game, I swear, that hair was a different color. <laughs> that yeah. was crazy. What a fucked up in the head person. And also the crazy story about it, too, is when Craig Sager is the one that like convinced him not to kill himself in a, yeah. sp- a strip club parking lot. I thought it was a parking lot of the arena. Might have been the parking lot arena, but I know he was definitely he, he like... He went to a, a strip club with him yeah. or something. Uh, was, yeah. yeah, there was definitely a strip club involved in that story. Did you imagine that, driving to like your work and killing yourself in the parking lot? His work happened to be the... Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's fucking do it. nuts. Yeah. It's the, a message. It's, that Chiefs player did that. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot about that. Five years ago or something. What terrible. was his name? I don't remember. It was I'm a terrible to, story. I, think. I forgot about that. Um, so baseball. Yeah. <laughs> uh they want to come back. They had a uh, a plan, like the whole like idea how they're going to do it. You know, shortened schedule, no jo- high fives, Andy, no jo- spitting, Joven Belcher, yeah, no uh, chew. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, I think some of it was a murder stuff- suicide. He killed his girlfriend yeah, first. So I said it was a terrible story. <laughs> okay. Um, some of the stuff seems like overboard, especially with professional athletes like oh we can't have anyone catch it and spread. yeah it's but like, if you have bartolo cologne playing i mean he's at risk uh, Bar- bartolo cologne is immune to the coronavirus i can yeah. tell you that right now who bartolo cologne is immune to the coronavirus why oh because he's bartolo cologne yeah. he's big sexy dude 
going to affect people that are obese? Not Bartolo Colon. I can and pro- how old is he? Like 50? I can promise 46. you Bartolo Colon would be fine. I don't know. Does he live outside? But I, they, they're going to great lengths to protect, you know, what is it? A thousand players in the league at any time. Like it's not, if yeah. everyone in baseball gets the disease, it's really kind of insignificant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that like, well, then they can give it to someone else and all that stuff. But it's like, it's really not a huge deal that's like we need to protect all these people it's like less than a hospital like aren't they saying at least for basketball they just need like fifteen thousand tests so that they yeah, can test everyone involved test. but then that's something i don't want to see is like what happens you start the playoffs sorry <laughs> is that your chair it's very yeah, speaky andy's, chair. andy's it's hard to not move around in these uh computer chairs yeah but these yeah. chairs don't squeak i've never heard i need some wd-40 or something yeah is that uh, the is that the one that uh that doesn't matter <laughs> Like, can you imagine off, they, do the, they do the basketball playoffs and then Giannis tests positive? They're like, well, he's got to sit out. Okay, so like, Fuck that. that's been one of my buddy's that's arguments with uh, baseball is that uh, if like, so I guess Mike Trout and like they were, this was a, f- a while back, but uh, like Mike Trout and another player, their wives are pregnant right now. And they're yep. saying like, I'm not missing my child's birth. So I guess like what some people have said is basically like, if you were to leave your team, but this was when they were talking about the ideas of playing like only in like Arizona or Vegas or something that if you were, if you were to leave your team, you automatically 14 day quarantine, which is like, okay, then what the angels just aren't going to have trout for two weeks, which is, and sometimes in baseball, that's 14 games. Some, I mean, it's common that teams play 20 games in a row. But At least it's regular season. Exactly. But I mean, you're going to need trout if you're the angels to get anywhere, but no, I I get what you're saying with that, but I don't know. I, 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 with me, I'm more of the approach of it's been, Two uh, two months since a little over two months now since the last NBA games and NHL games, and it's like let's say you started that season in June. At that point, you're pushing three months since the last games. Playoffs, you would start in the playoffs. Playoffs go about what a month and a half. It's safe to say, usually from April to early June. Some yeah. Well, their their proposal is actually to expand the playoffs as well. So so okay, but here's my thing with like hockey and NBA. So let's just say the playoffs were to start early June mid you know it ends let's say end of July early August then it's like okay the season's done and then what you're gonna are you not gonna start start hockey and basketball in October which is just two months later a month and a half later that's the plan exactly and I mean they've already had all this time off so maybe just give them a month and a half off they, and just they'd say rather have two 60 game regular seasons with two playoffs than Missing a whole years because like the yeah. whole playoffs themselves will make more money than. But also, half if, you, if you're the Lakers or you're the Clippers, actually, you know what, Andy? I'm actually just going to ask you this right now because I actually wanted to text you this the other day, but I'm glad I forgot so I could say it here. You're a big Clipper fan. You've been a big. You're a big Dodger fan, Clipper fan, Charger fan. Uh, hockey, just you don't count. We'll say okay. you're a big Liverpool fan, but you've never seen one of your three passionate teams of yours win a championship. If you were to see the Clippers win it this year, would it even feel as real for you, or would it kind of just be like, yeah, absolutely. Once it actually okay. does get into it, yeah. And you're hearing like you're hearing uh, Michael Breen just go bang. Yeah, it's like the uh, the 50 game season with the Spurs when the Spurs won. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. That was a full playoffs. Like I remember the, I remember those playoffs. Those that counted. They they beat the teams in front of them. They were they were absolutely dominant. And assholes like Phil Jackson are like that shouldn't count as a full championship. But, I mean, now, 20 years later, no one thinks of it as less than that. It was uh, important. Yeah. But uh, the the issue right now with getting 
baseball started is there seems to be some reluctance with the players because part of the proposal is to basically void everyone's contracts um, or at least like renegotiate them because it's not going to be a full season. And the owners are saying, we're going to lose tons of money. We're going to go bankrupt if we try to play these games and incur all the expenses associated, but also have to pay the players their full salaries. So they proposed a 50-50 revenue split. So basically all the players will be taking a pay cut, but they'll also be playing less games. But some players are saying they don't they don't want that. They want their full salaries or yeah. nothing because that they're putting themselves at risk risk by actually playing at all. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's been a, a big debate in the sports world. I mean, if they're going to be playing with no fans though, I mean, I just feel like I mean, your big risk I guess is getting it obviously outside of the stadium like you know because it's like okay where have your teammates been and then but i mean, I mean things are going to start opening back up and stuff probably in the next sometime in orange county area like think about that though like, that's what i find weird is like okay for if baseball were to come back i mean is that gonna have to be when everything in the whole united states is open or it's like what like let's say you play a team in let's say kansas city is not opened up but the angels are and then the kansas city comes out here to orange county to play the angels and then all of a sudden they go out to the bars that night because they haven't been in a while and they're young lads and they bring something back to Kansas City. Yeah, that's how it happened. So I think it's just going to have to get to the point where when they decide to open it up, they just have to be like, the fuck with it. Whatever happens, happens. Because it's going to be stupid to play if you open it up and your thought is, okay, well, if someone gets it or if enough people get it, we're just going to have to cancel again. And it's like, what, then you're going to give us a week and a half of games and then... Yeah, I seven think players get it, and then you just have to cancel the season completely. It just seems also stupid. The NBA has said that I think already that like there's no point if we're gonna if that's like a sticking point that like if anyone tests positive that everything shuts down again. There's no reason to start it up because it will happen. What about the idea of you know having them all at Walt Disney World where they don't leave that's, the fucking ecosystem they're in? Yeah, that's the basketball plan that sounds like um, there's you know no downside other than you might not see your family hey you're getting paid a hundred million fucking yeah, dollars the downside is yeah you're doing that and you're you're locating yourself in one area where with a bunch of high-risk people that for, it might be safer for the population but it's less safe for the individual like what if your work is like hey in order for you to you know not spread it to other people everyone's just going to sleep in the office It'd probably make it more likely that you get the virus than if you just okay, came but and come and go. They're going to be in, you know, luxury. Suites. I know, but it's the point is the same. They're probably probably more likely to get the virus if everyone is just in a hotel somewhere for three months. I just want to see some basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have other answers that seem like a good one to me. Or doing it in Vegas and giving them an entire hotel. You know. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't think the the arguments from these some some of these players. Uh, Blake Snell was the big one saying, "I want, I want to get paid my full contract or nothing or, or not play at all." And it, it it is somewhat tone deaf. I think it people are afraid to take the side of owners because it seems like oh you're taking the side of the billionaires that it's millionaires versus billionaires. So why choose the billionaires? But like. I don't need to choose the millionaires either. They're millionaires. Yeah, Blake that, Snell gets half a season's pay. It's more than no a athlete should be saying anything. Yeah. And I saw like Westbrook saying like, "Hey, we're hurting too." It's like, go fuck yourself. You guys are hurting because you're making you know four hundred grand a day. Yeah. I can't sympathize with that. Yeah, I think I think they're 
it's a wrong tack to take. I think their their union should fight for everything that they can get. Yeah, I get it. It sucks. But, You're losing money that you were promised, but yeah. so is every other motherfucker in the planet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of people are in that same position, and it's and their money is, huh? Am I paying rent this week? Exactly. His is ah. I don't think I can go buy another watch today. Yeah, if, if anything, I mean, actually, I don't know how much Blake Snell's making because he's still young, but as long as he doesn't get hurt, he, he's going to make a lot of money, and I'm sure he's already made a good amount for his career. But if, if anything, they should uh, try to uh, pool some of that money together so, and actually pay the, the less paid players a little more. So Blake Snell, 27 years old, signed a five-year, $50 million contract last spring. Yeah, that makes he sense. He said he is concerned about the long-term risks risks of being infected by the coronavirus and at this point is preparing for the possibility of playing next in 2021. Players agreed in March to get paid this year on portrayed prorated basis. It's a strange fear. I don't know if some people act, does he actually think there's a chance he's going to die? No, so I I think I honestly think with him he just doesn't want the pay cut and he's trying to like say whatever, but well, I would watched, you ra- would you rather have 5 million dollars or 0 million dollars? No, five. Exactly. I already have zero million dollars. Think about it closely, Tony. (laughs) But uh, no, I agree. It's so I watched Blake Snell at the very beginning of uh, like when uh, like a month and a half ago or so when they were doing uh, or a month ago when they were doing like some of these players were playing each other on like video games and stuff. And Blake Snell was one of the guys and strange guy. Like the guy first off just looked baked out of his mind. But he, he was just a weird guy. Like, he's got the whole gamer chair, and he was trying to, like, set it up. I think he's honestly content with just this life he's got right now and is just, like, trying to make excuses like, oh, I'd rather not get paid half my money and be out there because, oh, my God, what if? But And who knows? I mean, uh, MLB's got, a what, 30 teams, 27 players on each roster. So, I mean, there's a ton of players out there. I mean, there is bound to be a couple guys that are truthfully horrified. I mean, there's so many different personalities that you're going to have your guys that are, like, horrified of certain things or think that like the rapture's coming or like aliens are going to be here tomorrow and i mean i did watch war of the worlds last night there you go yeah and i, I guarantee you're you're never going to hear a statement from any of these latin american players about this oh absolutely not okay. i saw one i saw a video today andy of Aquino from uh cincinnati practicing his walk-up song yeah. or walk-up dance or his and it was pretty funny so yeah you definitely yeah they don't care it is it's also strange i'm sure there's a lot of players who actually would actually make that trade. They're like, hey, rather than play for six, seven months out of the year, play 162 games, we're only play 80, and you'll you'll just make half. So rather than 15 million to make 7 million, probably a lot of people would actually take that deal. They're like, I, it's got to be. You're doing half the work. Well, it's got to be a grind. Those baseball seasons are brutal. And especially if you're a veteran, like Clayton Kershaw is probably like, cool, let it happen. I, can, I only get 20 good starts a year anyways. Just let, I don't care that it's shortened season. I'll still make... Still gonna make twenty million this year if you half my pay. It's like I'm fine. I'd, I'd prefer that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anything else uh, we want to get into before we wrap up sports? Um, I just want to be positive and hope uh, next week we have something even bigger to talk about. Yeah, that would be nice. Andy's uh, suiting up to be a race car driver. Yeah. I all think right. that came back, right? It did. That's incredible. Did we all watch? No, I've never watched NASCAR. But, I mean, that's the sport that... Like, the more dangerous it is, the less contact you have with people. So that's already isolated. You're in yeah. a car by yourself. And they don't need fans. They don't pay attention to that. Like, you can't hear them. You shouldn't be looking at them. You're going so goddamn fast. Just buy a 30-pack of Budweiser for all their fans, and it's the same experience, right? Yeah. All right, well, I think this is going to wrap up episode 171 of the Tony's Take podcast. 
I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had off-road NASCAR Andy. Thank you. And the Tony Cats. Yes, thank you. See you later.